Live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700 KBGG. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Second hour, everybody, as we continue all the way to 3 o'clock today, right here on the Big Talker 1700 KBGG. Thank you for tuning us in. We appreciate it. The only live and local show over the lunch hour, Jim and Trent, as we say hello right now to Bleed Cubby Blue, it's Al Yellen, SB Nation. He joins us on the Draft House 50 Hotline, Mills Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. Hello, Al. Hey, how you doing? Thanks We're, for having me. You got it, pal. Look at the um, people have been bagging on the Cubs. Their fans have been bagging on the Cubs. Uh, is this kind of like a, a get well couple of series for them, beginning with what they did last night against San Diego? Well, you know, maybe uh, you or I as fans can look at it that way, but not. I mean, uh, you can't. The players can't look at it that way. They got to go out and beat the guys they're playing every night. They can't. They can't look ahead because that's the easiest way to lose games. You know, last night they played They played well. They came from behind, had a nice rally in the seventh inning, got some good relief pitching, and won the game. So just keep that up and, uh, you know, put one ahead of the other, and maybe a winning streak will follow. Well, uh, a couple of interesting things last night. The last time, first of all, they saw the Padres, it was a sweep at the hands of the pod. So good to finally get one back and come back fashion last night. But with that, uh, starting with the beginning of the ball game for the Cubs, their first time at the plate, their new leadoff man, Anthony Rizzo, and well, we've seen him lead off with a couple of home runs. This time, a bunt single, taking what the defense gives to him, and uh, maybe starting to take that shift away a little bit. Is that going to be part of the plan, and if and hopefully uh, getting teams back away from that shift against Rizzo? Well, obviously, you don't want to have Anthony Rizzo, a power hitter, bunting every time he comes to the plate. But you know, if you do it a few, you know, every once in a while, and he's a really good bunter, he's good at doing that and taking what the defense gives him, like you say. You know, that could spread the shift out and get him to get more hits through it. He's done a great job as leadoff man. I mean, you can tell with everything he says and everything he does, he will do whatever it takes for the team to win. If batting leadoff helps the Cubs win, then he'll do it. Uh, and that's, you know, that's all part of him kind of being a team leader. What are they going to do with Kyle Schwarber? I know he banged one off his ankle last night. Uh, the good news is negative, so he's just in pain. What are they going to do with him eventually? I mean, he can't even hit a buck eighty. What's going on here? Well, that's a good question. I mean, I've been one of those people who's, who's who said, you know, maybe he could use a week or two at Iowa. It's been done with other players. The Royals sent Mike Mustakas down after he'd been a regular for a couple of years because he wasn't hitting. He came back and hit better. Uh, the Cardinals just sent Randall Grichik down uh, a few weeks ago to work on his hitting. It probably wouldn't hurt. Uh, I guess the Cubs don't feel that way. They think he can work out things at the major league level. He is still drawing walks. You know, he's not hitting a lot of singles. Every time he gets a hit, it seems like it's a home run. Mm -hmm. So that's good, but, you know, you'd like to see him spread out the defense a little bit just like uh, just like Rizzo does. You know, I saw I, we saw Schwarber have a bun hit like that earlier this year, so maybe he should do that every once in a while. Yeah, get him out there and, uh, and get some kind Throw of positivity yeah. going because it, it's been so rough. And, you know, the idea, do you know why the front office is against sending him down and trying to get him a little bit work? away from the pressure that you have up there with the big league club? Is it just where they think he's don't, don't think he's that far off, that maybe it's something mentally that they're not sure how it would impact him? Have you ever got a, a real decision about why they're going that route of not sending him down? No, I don't really have a sense of that at all. You know, Maybe a couple of things you said are, are what it is. They think he's fairly close to, to getting this done, and he can, uh, he can do it at the major league level. 
Uh, he may, I don't know if he's going to play tonight with that, uh, you know, that, that sore ankle from having fouled the ball off his foot. Uh, mm-hmm. There's no lineup out yet, but uh, you know, maybe he could use a day off. Joe's been, Joe Madden's been doing some good mixing and matching with uh, lineups. Uh, you know, one guy who hasn't got a lot of playing time who's been playing well lately is John Jay. I really yeah. like what, what, what he brings to the table. Uh, on the other hand, when he's starting, you know, you've lost your best pinch hitter, so they've got to balance that as well. You know, uh, as you go through this team and some of the guys that have been a struggle up until this point, uh, but the one guy that has remained pretty consistent throughout this is Anthony Rizzo. Got off to a little slow start, but how long is this deal going to be at the leadoff spot? Are, are they maybe going to go through with this the rest of the year, or is it a stopgap to figure out, get some other guys rolling, and, and then you'll shuffle that lineup back? How long do you think you're going to see Rizzo up there at the top? Well, Joe Madden's always been a guy who's mixing and mixed and matched and done what works. If this works and they win, maybe they will do it the rest of the year. You know, Rizzo seems to like doing it, and it especially works well when, you, when you're batting the pitcher eighth because that means you've got another hitter in the nine spot who would then bat ahead of Rizzo, so he'll still get his RBI opportunities you know, the second, third, fourth time around the order. Uh, I, I don't have a sense that there's any time frame at all to it. They're going to do it as long as it works. We're having a conversation right now with Al Yellen, Bleed Cubby Blue, on the Draft House 50 Hotline, Mills Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. Al, this is a, a case in point where this team has obviously not even played close to the potential that is in that lineup. What are they going to do come shopping time next month? Do you have any handle on if they will stand pat? or if indeed they will be looking? I get the sense that they're looking. I think they're looking for starting pitching, um, you know, especially because starting pitching has really been kind of bad, um, but also because they will need starting pitching next year. Uh, Jake Arrieta is a free agent. He's probably leaving. John Lackey is likely going to retire. So, you know, you may only have two uh, rotation spots locked down for next year, and, and John Lester and, and Kyle Hendricks when Hendricks goes back from, from whatever's bothering him. But uh, so they, they might be looking for two starters. They might be look, looking for a rental, and they might be looking for a guy who's under team control for uh, you know two or three years beyond this year. But I you know I think that's the sense I get is that they're looking for starting pitching, starting pitching, filling the gap. What's more likely, a top level guy or more of a mid rotation kind of starter? If you had to make a bet here, Al, of what they'd be bringing in as a starter, what would you think? Well, I know, you know the name Chris Archer has been mentioned a number of times, and of course Archer was in the Cubs farm system, so it'd be kind of a uh, you know homecoming after you know uh, several years away from being traded. Uh, it depends on what they'd have to give up, but you know I would not, certainly not be against bringing in a Chris Archer. Um, Johnny Cueto has been another name that that's been mentioned. Cueto's a free agent after this year, so that might not cost too much. And the Giants, who are twenty games under five hundred, are likely going to be sellers pretty soon. So you know you could look at several guys on that team. And, and maybe make a run at them. Um, you know, there may be some other names, but those those are the two I've been hearing. Hmm, interesting. When when you take a, a peek around the league and you see who is really struggling, teams that are really struggling, you just referenced Cueto and the Giants. They're just awful. Uh, is there anybody on San Diego that they would take a peek at? Because, <laughs> you know, San Diego will get rid of anybody. You know, it's funny that you mentioned that because, you know, the guy who pitched last night, Clayton yeah. Richard, was a Cub. And, you know, what, what he showed last night is what he showed when he was as, he had his best when he was with the Cubs. He got everybody beating the ball on the ground. He had 11 ground ball outs. 
that's what he does when he's successful. Um, you know, if the Cubs had just kept him instead of signing Brett Anderson, they, you know, uh, Richard really objectively better than anybody they've tried in the fifth starter spot uh, this year. Now, could he do that for half a season? Maybe. So maybe that's a guy they could look at. Uh, you know, another guy who used to do with the Cubs is Dan Straley, who's now at the Marlins. Mm-hmm. Uh, he might be available. He's been really good the last two years. And there's a guy you might not have to give up too much in terms of prospects to get. So those are two other guys who who you know, might be able to help out starting wise. Here's a, here's another guy who's uh, who used to be a Cub, Scott Feldman. You know, Scott Feldman was traded away and Jake Arrieta came back. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Reds are going to be out of it pretty soon. They might trade Scott Feldman. Uh, could you use a half a year of Scott Feldman in the fifth spot? Sure, you could. Interesting. Yeah, a lot of low leverage kind yeah. of moves that that are out there, and I, I think a lot of times, Alan, I'm sure you see this over at Bleed Cubby Blue. Everybody wants to talk about those top level guys, but but it's about building the best 25-man roster that you can have come playoff time, and a lot of times those low-leverage kind of moves can turn out to be the difference between a win and, and uh, well, not moving on to the next round of the playoffs. For sure. And, you know, last year they made the high-leverage move by getting a roll to Chapman, yeah. but, um, you know, the year before they grabbed Dan Heron, and he made some decent yeah, starts right. down, down, yeah. the, you know, down the stretch for the, for the Cubs as they were qualifying for a wild card that year. So I think, you know, you're probably looking at deals. You could be looking at two of those kinds of deals, you know, a high-leverage deal that maybe brings you – Somebody you can have under team control beyond 2017, and somebody who um, you know who could be a free agent next year, uh, who you know just can help you right now. After the game last night, as we uh, bring it back to a little bit of uh, here and now, Anthony Rizzo f- uh, charges into the catcher. The Padres side of things says it was a dirty play, at least according to the rules as they're written today. Your takeaway last night, and could we see a suspension coming for Anthony Rizzo? I don't see a suspension coming for this. You know, it, it's it's hard to look at this that play and not, you know not from the perspective of of you know, liking the Cubs and, and wanting the best for Anthony Rizzo. Um, the way I saw see the play is, you know, the catcher can no longer block the plate without the ball. That's that's the Buster Posey rule. Mm-hmm. But supposedly, once he's got the ball, it, it's fair. You're in your fair game and. You know, Rizzo is, is, is heading towards the plate. He's a big man, and all of a sudden the ball's there and the catcher's there, and he's got like a second and a half to change his mind and make a different kind of slide, and that's not going to happen. So was it dirty? No, I don't think it was dirty. I certainly don't think he had any intent to injure. You know, players don't do that. They don't try injuring other people. I, I hope the Padres take the high road and don't start throwing at him. Right. That, that's not the way to solve this. But you know, I don't think you know. I think they'll you know they'll have meetings. They'll talk about it. But I don't think any suspension is coming. In- interesting. Uh, there have been some suspensions. Uh, one being continued, uh, upheld. That was the big brouhaha that involved uh, Bryce Harper. It, are you good with what Manford, since he has taken over, the things that he has done so far? Are you you're talking about just in terms of things like this, or in general? In general. Well, you know, one of the first things that that Manford. Did when he was said when he became commissioner, he said, "Well, he might think be thinking about banning shifts, defensive shifts." Mm-hmm. And, and everybody he threw their hands up and said, "What?" Yeah, because you know, if you know, defensive, are you going to are you going to assign everybody a position on the field and say they can't move from that position? <laughs> so you know, the, the way to the way to beat the shift is to beat the shift. If somebody shifts against you, while well, you adjust to it, like Anthony Rizzo did last night right. by bunting. Yeah, um, I, I don't care for the. Um, uh, the unintentional, you know, the, the intentional walk rule change. Okay. I just think that take that takes something away from the game, and it doesn't really, you know, the, the example I like to give is in that 18-inning game the Cubs played against the Yankees, they had four of those. 
So we saved about a minute and a half out of a six-hour game. <laughs> well, what's the point of that? Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of silly. Uh, you know, some of the things about pace of game I, I do like. I wish they would just enforce the rules that are on the books already. You know, if they have to have a pitch clock, have a pitch clock because there's a there's a rule that says the player pitcher has to throw within 12 seconds when there's nobody on base. Well, most pitchers take two, three, four times that long. So enforce that rule. Make the batter stay in the batter's box, and you you would see a very rapid increase in pace of game. Yeah, it's something that obviously we see down here at Iowa. And first mm-hmm. time I saw it, what three, four years back now, it kind of it's a little jarring at first. And you settle in, and yeah. it's incredibly good. It's yeah. great for the game, and it's something I think we can all agree, agree, Al. It's going to happen at some point. Let's just get it started now, right? I think it might happen next year. It won't happen the rest of this year, but right. I mean, there have been some hints that it might happen next year. I think you'll almost certainly see it tried in spring training next year. Uh, they, I know they did it in the Arizona Fall League a couple of years ago. They may do that again just to kind of get people used to it. Um, and like you say, it'll be at first it'll be kind of, you know, whoa, what's this? But after a while, people get used to it. Nobody pays any attention to the inning clocks anymore. Those those clocks count down. Mm-hmm. People don't really pay that much attention. When a, when a pitching coach comes out to talk to a pitcher, they, they throw on a 30-second clock. The umpires are watching that, but nobody else really pays any attention to them. So, you know, it'll just be part of the game after a while. Oh, what's the, the fan base's mood? You know, everything that we read from inside the organization, everything seems fine. Yeah, they're not playing well, but... They're just kind of waiting for whatever it's going to take to ignite this team. They feel confident about what they still have there. What's the temperature as the fan base as you gauge it here on, on June 20th? Well, you know, when a team's playing like this, especially after what they did the last two years, and everybody's kind of nervous and, uh, and, and saying, you know, get rid of this guy, get rid of this guy, got to right. make a deal. Yeah. But there's still a lot of talent on this team. I mean, really, up until Rizzo got hot, the only player playing up to his capability was Chris Bryant. And now Chris Bryant's kind of in a slump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've got to get all these guys going at once. There was a really interesting article in the Chicago Tribune this morning by Paul Sullivan, and he was talking about a quote that Theo Epstein made uh, and, and uh, saying that uh, you know the offseason moves they had made hadn't worked and they were going to have to start looking at other things, including pitching. And you know, the, the kicker of that is that, that Theo said that 12 years ago about the Red Sox, <laughs> the year after they won the World Series. And they were doing the same. They were right this time of year, they were doing exactly what the Cubs were doing. They were muddling around 500, you know, they were two or three games out of first place. Right. And all of a sudden they won 12 out of 13, they kicked it into high gear, they won 95 games. This team can do that. They have the talent to do that. Let me, uh, let me follow up with another league question. I just saw the other day, uh, Pete Rose was in Cincinnati and they honored him with a statue that now is out front of the stadium with him sliding the iconic headfirst slide. Manford has already struck down, but he has left the door sort of open, I guess, uh, for Pete. Do you think that that will ever change if Manford would relent and let him in some form at least have the opportunity to be voted into the hall as a player and that's it? Or do you think it'll never happen? It'll never happen. I mean, when when that when Manfred made that statement last last year, I I didn't see the door left really open. I thought it was pretty final. Okay. And I, I'm I'm 100 on board with that. You know, this is a guy. Yeah, I mean, people start comparing this to steroids and other things, but the fact is that throughout Rose's career, there was a big rule posted on at the door of every clubhouse. Mm-hmm. You know, that mm-hmm. you can't do this or you will be banned from the sport. He knew it. Yeah. He couldn't not know it, and he did it anyway. 
And they're, you know, the reasons, whether it's a gambling addiction or whatever, uh, you know, those don't have to be debated. He did it. He, um, and he lied about it until, until, it was, until it was the time where he could sell a book. Yes. So that's, that's not, to me, that's not, uh, I think that uh, maybe he's sorry, but he's not really sorry. And it's done. It's over. Uh, you know, he, yes, he was a great player, and he did a lot of great things, but he disgraced the game. And I don't think that that warrants a, a plaque and a speech at Cooperstown. I, I don't. I wouldn't want to hear him give an induction speech. Okay. Are I know you, some people disagree, but right. I, I don't want to see any more from Pete Rose. Uh, are you okay with him working baseball on TV? <laughs> That's a, such a strange thing. When I first saw him do that, yeah, and yeah. by the way, I think by the way, I don't think he's very good at it at all. But um, it's kind of strange that that you know, Major League Baseball has these contracts with the, the TV partners. And theoretically, they could say, you know, we don't want this guy on the broadcast because, you know, you have want to exercise some control. They obviously haven't said that. Um, it's a little weird. It's a little weird. And, and like I said, beyond that, I just don't think he's very good on TV. Al Yellen, bleed cubby blue. The Cubs back in action tonight. It's the Padres game two of three. Hey, uh, last thing for you, Al, before we let you run, people making their way to the ballpark. School's out now. Uh, heading down to watch the I-Cubs here. Give us a name or two you would suggest people to keep an eye on as they're watching the AAA squad uh, here in Des Moines. Well, you know, Victor Caratini is one of the Cubs' top prospects. He's, uh, he's, a, he's a catcher. He may wind up in the major leagues as the Cubs' backup catcher in the next year or two. I know he can hit. I know they still would like to have him work on his defense. But there's, there's a guy, uh, one guy you should really keep an eye on is Victor Caratini. Good stuff there, and he's uh, playing very well, batting well over 300. I think I saw maybe yesterday, 335, something, something like, that. like that. He's hitting the ball well and looking good and might be a spot for him up with the big league club. As always, Al, good talking with you. Be good. Enjoy the ball game tonight. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Al. Uh, there you go, Al Yellen. Uh, bleed Cubby Blue on the Draft House 50 Hotline Mill Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. Good stuff out of him. Absolutely. Do you, do you feel it coming? I mean, is this, the, is this it? Is this the get-right time now for the Cubs? I think so. You got the Padres, yes. you got the Marlins. Yes. This is it. So they're going to win How five long? of their next six? Uh, four of their next six, probably. Uh, okay. Still, I mean, that's better than losing four of the six. Well, sure, sure. Okay. I don't, I don't see them putting together like a 10-game winning streak. I mean, Al indicated they have the talent to do that. But once he also said was that all that talent doesn't show up every night. Well, and, and here's the problem. Or two guys, yeah, you got one or two guys, and then everybody else is in the tank. When you're going out there and you're throwing Montgomery, mm-hmm. Butler, mm-hmm. and Lackey, along with an Arietta that's not the Jake Arietta that we've grown accustomed to, that's four of your five starters. Yeah. And even Lester, numbers aren't great. He's no. always been a guy that starts slow. Right. We're, t- we're middle June. Yeah, well, almost to the end of June, and the weather's warm. <laughs> the weather's warm, so that excuse is out the window. I can't use that one anymore. You can't use that one no. anymore. It's hard to put together a long win streak when you look at the rotation; it's mm. pretty shaky. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I don't know, but there's just... such there's such offensive talent on this team. But it's what Al indicated. Right, you got now you got Rizzo. Just crushing everything. Yeah, Rizzo's been good for a good month and a half. Yes, he has. You know, since late April, he's been good. And then other guys are in the tank. Um, Brian had been the only guy that had been consistent the whole time. And, and, now, and I saw the numbers. 
Here's Brian. Over okay. the last 36 games. Okay. Uh, we're talking a big sample size. Yeah. He's got 12 RBI. Ooh. Over 36 games. And he's he's your he's your guy. Since May 6, he's hitting 202. Woo! 202. Hello Mendoza line. On base percentage 365. Wow. It's, it's concerning. This whole team, it, we know they're talented. Yeah. But town alone doesn't win things. No, you, you, you got no, to get W's. You, you do. <laughs> you got to do that. You got to get guys playing well. You can be talented not play well, and that's yeah. kind of been the case with a lot of these guys. Now you got Hap out there. We know Hap is much better. You know, he's a switch hitter, mm-hmm. and he's better as a left-handed swinger than he is right-handed. But some of his numbers have been bad. He's really struggled against lefties. It's because some of the injuries that they've had, they haven't had the same kind of flexibility that they had in the past where guys struggling, we can give them a day or two off. We can do this. We can shift all these different shifts. It hasn't worked out quite as well as it has the last two years of Madden. Good news? Nobody in this division is very good. No, it's not. Nobody in the division is very good. Nobody's running away with anything right. here. Bad news, though. Milwaukee keeps it up or the Cardinals get hot or something crazy happens like that. You don't have a wild card sitting there. Because mm-hmm. the Diamondbacks, Dodgers, and Rockies, they're all playing they ridiculously are, they're, well. They're playing great out so west. So you're sitting nine games back of, of being in the wild card hunt. Yep. You better hope that the Brewers don't get hot. That the Brewers go on one of those months where they go 21-4. and four. Sure. Because that happens, you can be left in the rear view. Yeah, mirror. you will. And there's and, no wild card not, to shoot There's no either. wild card. That's correct. That's yeah. the scary thing for Cubs fans. I'm with you. I'm we're with now you. at the point yes. where you can't fall back. Of it's early. It's not early anymore. That game last night, that was game 69 of the season. We're not at early anymore. We're getting into the nitty-gritty, and this team's got to find a way to play better. Mm-hmm. Jimmy B and TC here on the Big Talker 1700. Coming up at 140, we're going to shift the conversation over. Adam Kramer's going to stop by. We'll talk some college football with AK during the summer months. Over-unders, week one lines. You know all the stuff we like to talk yep. about, Jimmy B, as we get ready for the season. That'll come your way at 140. Open phone lines for you right now at 264-1700. Back with more from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studios. 1700 KBGG is the big talker in Des Moines with Jimmy B and TC. Noon to 3. Sports talk that rocks. 1700 KBGG. Summer is here and when the storms hit and your roof leaks, it's time to call Wolf Construction. From a complete re-roof to just fixing that leaky roof. The roofing staff has experience working with many different roof systems with Wolf Construction and a knowledge of how the roof system works best for your home. Wolf Construction will do their best to honor you with timely communication, a job well done, and a price that's fair. Wolf Construction Roofing, 515-225-8866 or online wolfconstruction.net Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon. 
This is Rob Doheny with Next Generation Realty. Welcome to the best real estate market since 2008. Why pay those overpriced 5, 6, or 7% commissions? Next Generation Realty offers a flat fee as low as $39.90, and you get top exposure on Zillow, Trulia, plus all the services of a licensed real estate broker. The results speak loudly. We saved our home sellers over $35 million. Call Next Generation Realty first, 224-9900, save thousands. Do you have building projects to be done around the house? My husband and I are going through quite the home renovation. We realize we're always borrowing a trailer from a friend for hauling furniture, picking up building supplies, and trips to the dump, if it was available. We found Lucchese Trailer Sales in Grinnell. Josh showed us all the options Lucchese Trailer Sales had in stock. Cargo, utility, and equipment are just a few. Josh helped us decide which trailer worked best for our needs. Lucchese Trailer Sales in Grinnell had exactly what we were looking for, and affordable pricing. Visit Lucchese Trailer Sales and Truck Accessories or call 641-990-2674. I'm glad we went with LaCasey, and you will be too. Are you ready for some barbecue? Big Al's Barbecue is happy to announce his second location coming soon to the Ramada Inn at Army Post and Floor Drive. With two Big Al's locations, there's no reason to miss out on some of the best barbecue in the Des Moines area. Big Al cooks all his meat low and slow to make it fall off the bone. And with homemade sauces and sides to choose from, you're sure to leave satisfied. Place your order now for Big Al to cater your private event. Don't forget the original Big Al's East Side location just 900 feet north of the A.E. Cows on Hubble Avenue. Come eat Southern-style barbecue cooked by an Asian man on the East Side and coming soon to the South Side of Des Moines. Big Al's Barbecue. Big Al's Barbecue is this week's sweet deal. Get $50 worth of Big Al's Barbecue gift certificates for only $25. Yep, that's a sweet deal. $50 worth of Big Al's Barbecue certificates for only $25. There's a limited number of these Big Al's Barbecue sweet deal certificates and they're sure to go fast, so get yours Friday morning at 9 at 1700kbgg.com. That's 1700kbgg.com. Hey, it's Jimmy B. And TC for Draft House 50 on Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hey, Draft House 50 has 47 big screen TVs for great viewing of any game. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, golf, tennis, you name it. Hey, the Draft House 50 can get it, even cricket? Draft House 50 has a sensational menu featuring specialty burgers, steak, salads, and so much more. And on Saturday and Sunday, beginning at 10 a.m., it's brunch, which includes a terrific Bloody Mary bar. The Draft House 50, a place for sports, great food, and drinks. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Your Honor, I stand before you to prove that AT&T's two-year price guarantee is the ultimate all-included bundle experience. Order! I submit Exhibit A, DirecTV Select All-Included Package with over 145 channels. Exhibit B, monthly fees for Wi-Fi Gateway, Genie HD DVR, and three additional receivers included. Objection! Overruled! Exhibit C, reliable high-speed internet and digital home phone. Order! And to close, lock in your bundle price at $89.99 a month for two years with AT&T. The court rules in favor of AT&T. Call your local dealer now. Switch to DirecTV today and start enjoying the nation's number one satellite TV service. Call Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. That's Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. For us, 24-month TV and 12-month internet agreements and combined billing. New approved customers only must remain active and in good standing on all services with then prevailing rates apply in second year. Prorated ETF up to $480 for TV, $180 for internet, equipment, non-return, and other fees and conditions apply. Call for details. Offer ends 121.17. Back to the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. It's Jimmy B and TC. 
Welcome back, everybody, on a uh, hot day in the uh, capital city. We say hello to you. On the way in about 10 minutes, Adam Kramer, Kegs and Eggs College Football. We'll dive into several things with Adam. And then about 2.15, Trenton Wolfgang, throw it down. So that's what we have on tap for you today. So here we are, uh, a couple of days from the NBA draft. Mm -hmm. And we have discussed Naz Mitru Long getting drafted by the Harlem Globetrotters, along with Tim Tebow <laughs> and Wonder Woman. They were all drafted by the Trotters with Naz. But with the draft coming up Thursday, now we're discussing four names in this state. Mm -hmm. And we're going with Monte Morris, who you and I both believe will get drafted in the second round. Yep. Peter Jock from Iowa, maybe, but we see him more as a free agent signing. Yeah. Jeremy Morgan at UNI, who you saw uh, by now a couple of uh, scribes have listed his name for late in the second round. Yes. And then also Deontay Burton, who is now getting some interest as well. Can you remember, because I've only lived here seven years. You've been here your whole life. Uh-huh. Can you go back to remember, have there been four guys that played in the state, drafted in the NBA before? Well, first of all, the likelihood of that happening is not very high. That it's actually going to turn out to be the case. Though. Right. I don't see all four of these guys being drafted. I agree. So but still, we're not there. No. We're not there. Uh, I would go back to the 1986-87 Iowa team. Okay. That team had eight guys that went on to play in the NBA. Okay. See, that's that's a good starting spot. Okay. So that one there, that, of course, was the sophomore year of B.J. Armstrong, mm -hmm. Roy Marble, mm -hmm. Ed Horton, all three yes. drafted to the yes, league. Yes, they were. Uh, Armstrong and Marble were first-round selections. Horton in the second round of the Bullets. Um, you also had, I mean, that team had Kevin Gamble on it mm -hmm. and it had... A lot of guys that played yeah, really good yeah, guys. Yeah. So you have that part. Uh, but in recent history, you can't think. Well, here's something. You know the last UNI Panther to be drafted in the NBA draft? No. I don't think there's ever been one. I, I, I don't I just, think. That just dawned on me because I think a lot of people thought, oh, the kid from th th uh, two or three years ago. Oh, why can't I remember his name? You thinking Eagle Cedar? No. From UNI, the kid that was... Adam Cook? No. No, why can't... Oh, he... Give me a little more. I'm, I'm trying to... I can't... Oh, my What position? God. What's yeah, he was like? their center. Center? Center for... Well, yeah, I mean, they didn't have a center, so he played center forward. Oh, golly. He got workouts, and everybody else was... Uh... You're sure it's not Adam Cook? No, it's not Adam Cook. Okay. No. Oh, my gosh. Jim! You dumb Three, four years ago, or are you looking... Two, year, two, two or three years ago, oh, yeah. Seth Tuttle. Seth, there we go, Seth Tuttle. No, he wasn't. A lot of people talked about him, though. There was a lot of talk about Seth Tuttle. Thank you. And he hadn't shown up anywhere. Well, I do have the answer for you. Okay. Uh, in 1973, okay. Bill McCoy went to the Sonics. Hmm. Uh, he was a six-round pick. Oh, that's Number when they 90. did, yes. Yeah. Overall, let's see, did Bill McCoy never played 
in the league. Okay, he was drafted, never played. Well, that's when the NBA had all those rounds, too. 1964. Yes. In the fourth round, pick 28 overall, the Washington Bullets selected Pete Spoden of Northern Iowa, who is 29 years old. <laughs> at least according to RealGM.com. Okay. When he was drafted. 29 and he was that's what maybe, it says. Maybe he did military service for a while and then Could got be. out and went back to school. Never played in the league. Okay. Never played in the okay, league. fair enough. Well, here, here's even a deeper question. All right. As an NBA, has anybody ever played in the NBA from Northern Iowa? Because these two guys that were drafted, what I'm looking at, I'm not seeing anything in terms of NBA service time. These are draft selections. But nobody that has even played a game. Even played, right, right. Uh, again, same thing comes up here when I go to drafted. I'm, I'm kind of bouncing around a couple of different things. How about UNI players in the NBA? That's what I'm looking at yeah, right now. nothing? And all that comes up is these two guys that were drafted. Wow. That's it. Uh, that's crazy, right? See, I thought Seth Tuttle would would have had a chance to show his skills in the D-League and probably would have got a couple of 10-day contracts, but that hasn't happened. No, no. He he went over, and he decided to make a run of it over overseas, playing in Europe. Yeah. So kind of crazy, huh? Yeah, it is. I mean, you think never, of the guys that have yeah. gotten opportunities. Now, you and I hasn't had a great program until recent history. They had the one-year blip mm-hmm. in 1991 where they went, beat Missouri in the first round, right. 3-14 game, lost to Willie Burton in Minnesota in the round of 32 out in Richmond, Virginia. Wow. As Willie Burton played with a broken nose, had the uh, big mask on. Not the the clear mask the, that you see today. It was like, it looked like a goalie mask. <laughs> it did. It did. It had a yeah. couple of different parts of it. It was foam. <laughs> it's a hideous look. Absolutely awful, awful look for Willie Burton and the Gophers uh, that year. Uh, Minnesota team that went on and lost to Brian Oliver, Kenny Anderson. Oh. And, uh, the, and uh, Dennis Scott. Wow, from Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech. That so. was a great game. That was that Georgia Tech team was one of my favorite college teams yeah. of all time. They were they, they were, were just awesome. they, they would jack it from anywhere. They, they, they get off the bus, they were shooting. It was uh, a Den- good time. Dennis Scott from any place. Yes. <laughs> well, uh, Jimmy B, we're going to take a timeout. Okay. And if you got any help here, if you know of any U and I Panthers ever played, in, I don't think it's ever happened. Okay. Jeremy Morgan, maybe would be May, the first. He might be the be first. A cool story. It would be. Especially a guy that dad played at Iowa. Right. They only had one scholarship. They made the decision to go with Peter Jack over Morgan, and uh, he ends up in the league. Be a pretty cool story to see. I just, with God, I just thought there'd be somebody. Nah, nothing I can find. I mean, Doug McDermott, if his dad would have stayed, probably uh, would have been the one. But that's it. That's uh, with that. That's a diff- that's a story. But... That leads us down a road that yeah. uh, I've taken us to before. I know how different would it have been. Not just for you and I but for college basketball in this region. Mm-hmm. Without Doug McDermott, is Creighton invited to the Big East? If Creighton Ooh, good isn't question. invited to the Big East, yeah. does Wichita State leave? Yeah. That domino. That, that's it. Of Greg McDermott making the decision to leave Ames to take the Creighton job. Yes. Think of the things that it impacted. It impacted Creighton. It impacted Iowa State. It impacted you and I in a huge way. Think of you and I mm-hmm. coming off a Sweet 16, beating Kansas, and then you bring in McDermott and what he did over the next three, four years. Oh, my gosh. With the team that they had, which was a solid team. Yeah, it was. Yeah. A very good but team. But he was 
clearing away the the star. And you put him on that team? Oh. Be talking about a lot of different things here, not just with that program, but with Iowa State. I, you, you go around, the yeah. impact that it made, the impact to the MVC. Mm-hmm. And it comes down to Greg McDermott picking up that phone and saying yes to Crane. Say, wow, that's incredible. We'll come back here on the other side. College football talk next. Adam Kramer, kegs and eggs. He's next. Jimmy B and TC from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studios. 1700 KBGG is the big talker in Des Moines. With Jimmy B and TC, noon to three, sports talk that rocks. 1700 KBGG. It's baseball season, and if you're looking for a place to go for all the MLB games, make it Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Cubs, Twins, Royals, White Sox, Cardinals, even the Brew Crew, or an out-of-market game. Draft House 50 has you covered with the MLB Extra Innings Package. Upscale bar food, an amazing beer selection, and on the weekends, brunch and Bloody Mary Bar every Saturday and Sunday, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. And now for something deliciously different from Wendy's. Wendy's Double Stack is still an option in the 4 for 4. With a quarter pound of fresh beef, four nuggets, fries, and a drink. That's a deal so good it should not exist. Like how owls shouldn't be able to turn their heads all the way around. Whew, wouldn't like that deal. The 4 for 4 with your choice of a Double Stack, Junior Bacon Cheeseburger, or Crispy Chicken BLT. A deal so great, it's impossibly good, but not for long. At participating Wendy's for a limited time, meal includes four-piece chicken nuggets, small fries, and a drink. Fresh beef available in the contiguous U.S., Alaska, and Canada. Not valid in Alaska and Hawaii. By the time that we got up there, his room was filled with smoke. The wind had blown and drifted the snow up against the side of my house, blocking the exhaust from my furnace. I heard the smoke alarm going off in my friend's apartment. Without the kid's smoke alarm, my son would not be here today. Had it not been for that carbon monoxide detector, they would come to school and not have their teacher there. I grabbed my fire extinguisher and put out the fire. Kidda makes technology that saves lives. Get these essential products at the Home Depot. Hi, Tom Bodette, trying to align my chakras around this hot yoga thing. Yeah, they finally found a way to make working out even more uncomfortable. Well, at least with Motel 6, you've got one less thing to sweat. They've got clean, comfortable, and now completely updated rooms at a great low price. So the only thing you're stretching is your dollar. Sounds like my kind of place to namaste. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light and the AC on for you. Book online at motel6.com. Why should you grab Valvoline Full Synthetic Motor Oil for $5.59 a quart at Napa? Two words, road trip. To see the biggest ball of twine or a crater shaped like Abe Lincoln. Because if your ride isn't running strong, all you're going to see is the side of the road. Valvoline Synthetic Oil, just $5.59 a quart. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General state's pricing. Sales prices do not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer expires 6 Trust, quality, value. Just some of the words that have been used by Wolf Construction Roofing customers to describe their experience. Wolf Construction Roofing works on residential and commercial roofing, including single-family and multi-family homes, tear-offs, specialty roofing, and gutters. Wolf Construction has grown into a roofing machine that installs and re-roofs nearly 2 million square feet of roofing each year. Wolf Construction has been given the Super Service Award from Angie's List and is accredited with the Better Business Bureau. Call them today for your free estimate. Wolf Construction Roofing, 515-216-3643. That's 515-216-3643. 
3643 and online wolfconstruction.net. Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. You soon. Jim Brunson, Trent Condon, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700K BGG, live from the Wolf Construction Studio, sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Here's Jim and Trent. Back putting a cap on hour number two, Jimmy B and TC on the Big Talkers 1700. Here with you until three o'clock. We shift the conversation over. Jim, it's always good to talk college football. I agree. It doesn't matter the time or year. We're always ready to talk about it. And here joining us right now, the man with the plan. He is Adam Kramer, kegs and eggs on the Draft House 50 hotline. AK, what's going on, my man? How are we doing, fellas? Uh, not too bad. Can't complain about yeah, things. Uh, let's start at the top. Now, you are a, a big-time media member. You got all the inside Eek. scoop. Have you got your <laughs> Phil Steele yet? <laughs> I have not yet, actually. And And... So here's the thing about steelness is um, it, it's like I sound old here, but I think my vision is starting to go even in like my 30s. And if you do not, it, it, like you have to make sure to me it's like a yearly test. Like, okay, when I'm looking at the depth chart and the key losses, and the, I mean it, that's going to be a that's going to be your own two days trying to read this magazine these days with how much information he has in it. But I just do love that we are. You have different sectors of the offseason. You've got kind of the into recruiting mm-hmm. and National Signing Day. You've got um, usually Nick Saban arguing for something he wants or arguing against another coach. You get Jim Harbaugh, you know, shirtless, that sort of phase. <laughs> and then you get kind of a strange dead period. Yeah. And then you get preview magazine time, which kind of bleeds into media days. And we are there. So we are, we are getting close to this. Um, here's a tip for you, since I know it well. Uh, reading glasses for about four bucks. I there you go. If, it. if it's as simple as that, yes, it then is. maybe I will follow my my Phil Steele um, information overload. I can solve it just like that, and that's that. I need that because we again that that time is upon us. It is. Look, this is uh, it's kind of like everybody is waiting. Uh, you can only do so much baseball. And everybody yep. is just waiting. NFL will start up in July with their training camps. At the end of the month, the college kids are in it, and all the magazines are out, and everybody then is just starting to lick their chops and get ready. Could this <laughs> – well, yeah, go ahead. No, I can tell you this, because I'm, 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 I'm emailing, calling uh, SIDs, okay. trying to get access to coaches and players now. This is a, a great, and this is one of my favorite times of the year because you've got great access. The other problem, though, is like this is where coaches, like if they truly vacation, this is like the time. This is truly like the the last moment because once SEC media days are what July tenth, mm-hmm. like they're a few yeah. weeks away. Yeah. So so this is truly for the coaches and players. Having talked to some of them and trying to set this up, this is the their calm before the storm because once media days come. The whole thing becomes very real. Well, we're getting ready for that kickoff of the season. And for Iowa, 
it's going to start with Wyoming. AK, I know you uh, had a chance to catch up with the possible number one pick of next year's NFL draft, Josh Allen. Uh, tell us a little bit about that process, the article that you wrote for Bleacher Report, and, and getting to know Josh Allen, and uh, maybe uh, a little something that he's thinking about that first game against the Hawkeyes. So, I mean, this is a fascinating guy, and you hear Wyoming. I think most people out there are like, yeah, you know, it's a pretty comfortable game and a game that Iowa should win comfortably, and they may. Uh, Wyoming loses quite a bit, but they don't lose Josh Allen. So to give you an idea of this, I, I wanted to <clears throat> I wanted to write about him when I saw him last year because he's kind of a rare talent. Now he's measuring about 6'5 and a half, 240 pounds, and just got clocked, I think, at a 4'6", 140. He can throw the ball about 80, 85 yards. He's got, I think, one of the strongest arms I've ever seen in person, regardless of level. Uh, having spent a few days out with him in Laramie, which is a wonderful town, by the way. That is, <laughs> I've been there, <laughs> been there, done that. <laughs> Oop, where'd he go? Uh-oh. Oh, here's the thing. Okay. Oh, I went to the Buckhorn Bar. Did you spend any time in that? I, I, have, the, um, I have gone to the Buckhorn, yes. You can't miss it because there's a bullet hole literally in the wind, <laughs> the mirror right when you walk in the center. So that, that is what you're dealing with. But um, – no, no, this is this is going to be a tremendous test for Iowa. I mean, here's a kid who last year, no, no, he's not polished. Um, he's physically just extraordinary. But against Nebraska last year, he turned the ball over, I believe, six times. <clears throat> His worst game yet, but he's only played one season at Division One. That being said, he takes the row on YouTube at some point today because he's rolling out to his right. He gets basically pushed out of bounds, and he throws the ball about 35 yards on the line over the entire Nebraska secondary for a touchdown. It's probably the best throw I saw last year. So if you're Iowa, I think you take some chances because you can make him make some mistakes, but if you let him get comfortable, and specifically if you let him run around and he's really athletic, it could be a long day. It's, it's going to be fascinating. Um, I agree with you, but they lost their top wide receivers and yep. and their defense is in shambles. Yep. No, exactly. I mean, th- this is a team. Uh, you lost your top running back in Brian yes. Hill, who was extraordinary, yes. really good for them last year. I mean, he was a force. It was like a perfect combination. Um, seeing them this spring, talking to people there, um, they feel pretty good about mixing it around. Of course, they feel good. Everybody feels good this time of year. I think they do like the O line a bit, which is their biggest concern, honestly. Over um, who's going to catch the ball is who's going to keep him upright. So if you're in Iowa, it's, it's going to be a fascinating game to watch because you are playing against a kid who literally, quite literally could be the number one pick in the draft. And yet he's a guy that also um, there's still so much unknown on him. It's a game that Iowa could still win comfortably. I, I think it's a really fascinating over. It's not one of those sleepy you know, win by you know, 35 points, at least on paper. This is a game where you're probably seeing a, a pretty special talent. Well, the Iowa over-under is seven at the south point. We've seen some six and a half out there. For argument's sake right now, AK, let's put it at six and a half. So you make your way out to Vegas. Jimmy B hands you a $100 bill, says go one way or the other. Probably be more like a dollar. Well, yeah, yeah. Jimmy B's not handing out that kind of money. (laughs) You're betting on the Iowa Hawkeyes. You over or under that six and a half? Man, I would probably take... See, this is the thing about Iowa. When you when you turn left, they, I mean, this season like last year. All right, I'm I'm, I'm delaying. I would probably <laughs> yeah, you are. 
I am. I am. I don't. I don't want any part of this. Dad, keep your hundred or your dollar or whatever you're giving me. Um, let's go put it on roulette instead. Right. Uh, no, I, I would probably take the over because here's the thing. I think in the first three weeks, and this is where Iowa goes Iowa on you. I think you're going to cut into that, basically trim that thing in half, just about with wins. I think you beat Wyoming. Even though Josh Allen, I think you beat Iowa State's game. I don't feel good about saying at all. That's a game you certainly could lose. I think the, the next part is you've got, you know, Illinois, Minnesota, Northwestern. Again, those are games. And Purdue. No, the more I think about this, I'll take that hundred. I, I think this is an over. I don't think it's uh, you're beating the over by you know two or three games. You're looking at a game, game and a half um, to to probably sustain. But um, Purdue. Illinois, Northwestern. I mean, there's some really bad teams on here. We don't know what Michigan State is going to be. Right. Uh, not to mention, you know, Nebraska, a team you can hang with. I, I like Wisconsin. I don't know about you guys. But, no, no I, I, I we like more, Wisconsin. Yeah, you have to. And then, obviously, the Penn State and Ohio State, I just, you know, you're, you're, I just don't feel great about those, to, to put it simply. However, there's a lot of bad teams still on their schedule, and Iowa should beat those bad teams. Mm-hmm. Let me, let me reference then the Big Ten in general, where Trent and I had said we really like Penn State. Is this the I year? I think you like them more than I do. Probably. Is this the year that they unseat Ohio State? They did it last year. Well, I know they beat them. And they and, won and the division. They, and they won and the Big Ten. And, and they won the, the Big Ten, yes. They did unseat them last year. They did. They just didn't get the playoffs. Even, even, yeah, that's my point. Is this the year that it's somebody in there other than Ohio State? Everything you see on paper with this team tells you it should be. Right. Like everything you saw last year, where four or five games into the season, they started to block teams and they started to really get a tremendous pass rush. And they don't lose a ton. I love, love their offensive weapons um, beyond Saquon Barkley. Uh, I know people have questions about McSorley at quarterback. And I think those are fair. Although having watched him play last year, and he got helped out quite a bit by his wide receivers. Not necessarily good or bad. They just made some tremendous plays. I mean, I, I'm more buying than selling with Penn State. I don't know where I'm hesitant in this. <laughs> because, again, I look, I look at the schedule. I think they, they really should handle Pitt. That was like kind of a, just a bizarre game last year. Mm-hmm. Um, you look as you go down here, clearly you've got Michigan, Ohio State, and, and Michigan State, if you want to include them in that mix, back-to-back-to-back. But the schedule is very doable. Saquon Barkley, to me, is probably the most exciting open field player in some time. Um, I, yeah, I, I'm buying. I, I don't think there's any reason that they shouldn't be to a point where they were last year. And yet, I don't know about you guys, there's still this reluctancy that says maybe they just caught fire and they played great and they'll come back down a little bit. And yet, I don't necessarily see anything on their roster that says they should. So, AK, last thing for me, the SEC. I get annoyed with the SEC. I'm sure you do as well. You get of those course. people down there. We had uh, your old buddy Barrett Salee on a week or two ago, and he was talking about how improved the SEC is going to be this year. <laughs> I- I'm going to put it simply. Outside of Alabama, as we've talked about now seemingly for the last six, seven years, outside of Alabama, who's winning double-digit games in the regular season? Uh, maybe Auburn, but even that, uh, that, that seems like a stretch to me. So if this conference is so good, Who's going to be good outside of Alabama? You calling Barrett Salee an SEC homer? Because if you are, buddy, <laughs> let me jump. Let me jump on that train and, and do some chop busting myself with a buddy of mine. Um, so Georgia is a team to me that I've I've been perplexed with all year. 
the roster is fantastic. Yes. It's yep. absolutely fantastic. And the schedule is is superb. I know you play at Notre Dame, but, you know, that's a game you should win. I If it weren't for not knowing what Kirby Smart could do, like this is sort of the team to me that, you know, Tennessee was this way last year. I looked at Tennessee's schedule, I said, and, and I looked at their personnel, I said, wow, Tennessee should win a lot of games. And they were kind of that team until I think Butch Jones kind of did his thing, and, and I worry about that with Georgia because that's a team they've got one of the best defensive tackles in the country, best young quarterback in the country, great offensive players, loaded at right. I mean, they have everything. There's not a lot of excuses for that Georgia team, uh, and that program is so hungry. So that's one. I am a Jared Stidham. Um, I think he's superb. So you mentioned Auburn. That's another one. And if Jared Stidham is what he should be and what I think he is, then then look out. But then you're right. I mean, the the, the East is a ugh. I mean, uh-huh. people are buying South Carolina as a dark horse. Okay, but what does that say about the rest of your competition? Um, Florida's fine. Tennessee should be fine. But, yeah, other than that, I don't know. LSU you're buying? I like Darius Geis, like some of those players, right. and yet I have questions about everybody else. Uh, I know you're based out of Chicago. Is the big story, and I'm going to switch sports on you now, is the big story Jimmy Butler and what uh, he's going to do with the Chicago Bulls, apparently trying to push for a trade to Cleveland? Yeah. Yeah, I think the big story is uh, it just seems like NBA, general NBA dysfunction, um, starting with the Bulls would be one. Um, Yeah, I, I think it would be really interesting to see because the Bulls, sort of like a lot of professional sports teams nowadays, specifically ones that I tend to root for, is they, they kind of don't know what they want to be. Okay. Is do you do you hit the abort button and just start over, or do you sign a bunch of old guys and try and compete and then get bumped from the playoffs? So to me, it's a really interesting conversation. The other, by the way, hilarious conversation that's taking place today is the Anthony Rizzo slide. I'm not sure if you guys have yeah, we saw the, the yeah. not even slide yeah. the the mini tackle, if you will. That that seems to be the most of what I'm hearing from people today. And God bless mini tackling in baseball. AK, <laughs> hey, as always, good catching up with you. Enjoy the off season. We'll be talking again. And like you said, before we know it, SEC Media Day is right around the corner. Amen. Sounds good, guys. Thanks. See, See you, man. Adam. There you go, Adam Kramer, Kegs and Eggs, right here. On the Draft House 50, Hotline Mills Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. And he's uh, thinking over yeah. on the Hawkeyes. I had it at six and a half for him. He slipped on that over. We're both still on the underside. We are. We are. We still got two months, though, before yeah, we, have we to do. Make it yeah, we don't have to do it yet. <laughs> Plenty of time. Coming back here on the other side, Jimmy B and TC on the Big Talker 1700. 1700 KBGG is the Big Talker in Des Moines with Jimmy B and TC. Noon to three, sports talk that rocks. 1700 KBGG. Can you finish this little ad phrase? There are some things money can't buy. For everything else, there's. Right. Most people know for everything else, there's MasterCard. But this message isn't about MasterCard, it's about how your memory works. Why is it you remember certain ad messages and literally hundreds of songs that you never set out to memorize? That's the power of sound. It can make a good tune or a good idea stick. Now here's a question. Would you like to learn the five secrets of making a message for your business sticky? You know, memorable and powerful? Then just call us and ask to speak to our ad strategy manager. He'd be glad to share them with you, no obligation. The good thing is, with radio, you can afford to get sticky. Then when someone's in the market for what you sell, who are they going to remember? If you want them to remember you, take advantage of radio. 
The power of sound. Hi, this is Jeff Peterson. If you'd like to learn the five secrets of a powerful campaign, just call me here at the station, 331-9200. We're glad to share them. By the time that we got up there, his room was filled with smoke. The wind had blown and drifted the snow up against the side of my house, blocking the exhaust from my furnace. I heard the smoke alarm going off in my friend's apartment. Without the kid a smoke alarm, my son would not be here today. Had it not been for that carbon monoxide detector, they would come to school and not have their teacher there. I grabbed my fire extinguisher and put out the fire. Kita makes technology that saves lives. Get these essential products at the Home Depot. A dairy farmer got a text from one of his cows. You can now get an early warning tornado alert on the smoke detector in your home. Children at an off-the-grid orphanage in Tanzania are connected to the Internet. We can't make this up. Actually, we can, because we provide the technology that makes it possible. Technology to help humanity. Aero Electronics. FiveYearsOut.com Staples knows that when the leave-behinds for your sales call get left behind at your office, it's time. When you need to print 30 pages and you're 300 miles from the office, it's time. And when the intern packed the Harrington file, not the Farrington file. Oh, my bad. It's definitely time. And it's times like these when you can count on Staples. Access your files from email, the cloud, or USB, and then print, copy, fax, or scan them. And get back to business fast. Visit your nearby Staples. It's pro time. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 